I'm about to give you the top seven do's and don'ts of studying poker. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. So I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I really wanna thank you for spending a little bit of your study time with me. So if it's your first time here, aloha. And if you're back for more, welcome back, Jack. So if you do get something out of this episode, if you enjoyed, if you learned something, if you decide to implement one of these seven do's and don'ts on the felt, well, I guess implement a do and avoid the don't, right? All you have to do is send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 276. So today I'm going to help you become a better poker studying machine. Yep, there are seven do's and don'ts coming at you in this episode. And I, I've i numbered them one through seven, but it's not necessarily uh, in an order of importance. What I think is most important is that any do or don't that speaks to you, if it reaches down into your soul, right? I want you to jump up and take action on it right away. This is how you're going to get more from your studying poker time. Okay, let's get to it. Gambate. Hell yeah. Let's do this. All right, so the seven do's and don'ts of studying poker. You know, obviously, this show is called the Smart Poker Study Podcast. I, you know, created smartpokerstudy.com. I'm all about studying poker. So let's just, we're going to hit the do's and don'ts right now. Do number one is do study one topic per week. Don't bounce around from topic to topic day by day. So what I want you to do, remember this line, focus on one until done. Now, you can easily devote an entire week of study to just one topic. Just think about last year. We just finished 2019. What if in 2019, you focused all of your studies around one specific topic each and every week? And maybe you played 3,000 hands with that one focus for that week. So this means in 2019, you would have improved your skills over 52 different topics And you would have played at least 150,000 hands as you purposefully worked on the skills that you were learning in that week of study, right? What you need to do from this point forward is to dedicate each week's study to one strategy. So maybe you want to improve your CBET skills. So that means every video, every article, every podcast that you listen to, it should all be centered on making profitable CBETs. And this also means that in every session that you play that week, you should work to find every profitable value and bluff C-bet available to you. You probably want to spend time really looking at your opponent's C-bets as well to gauge whether or not they're C-betting for value or as a bluff. And if you are doing this, that means you are not bouncing around from topic to topic day by day. Too many players treat their studies this way. I did it for years. You've probably done it for years as well, right? We watch a C-bet video on Monday. Then we read a three-betting article on Tuesday. And we follow that up with a podcast like on our way home from work about anger and tilt that exact same day, right? So we're just bouncing around between different topics and we're not examining any one topic in full detail. By studying one topic per week, you can ingest content from various coaches and in different forms, and this is what's going to help you get more out of your poker studies. Alrighty, number two, do schedule your daily poker study time. Do not hope that at some point in the day, you're just going to find the time to study. Now, I've always believed that things don't get done unless it's on your schedule. So I want you to plan your daily poker studies. And very simple, I recommend 30 minutes of study per day, maybe even 10 minutes if that's all the time you got. 10 minutes is better than nothing. 
Now, whether it's 10 minutes or 30 minutes, it's super easy to fit that in during like a lunch break at work or even a smoke break, right? You don't smoke, but hey, go outside and study some poker anyway. Or maybe you're the kind of person like me. You're a morning person. You love studying in the morning. So instead of waking up at 6 a.m. every morning, go ahead and set your alarm for 30 minutes before. Also, set up that coffee maker, right? So that you have a fresh pot of coffee ready by 5.25 in the morning. You wake up five minutes later. As you're walking past the kitchen, grab the coffee and then hit your computer. Ba-bam! You're good to go, right? You're ready to study for 30 minutes before anyone in the house even wakes up. Now, it doesn't really matter when you do your studies. It just matters that you get it done. So I want you to schedule it. Pick a time that's convenient for you, put it in your daily schedule, and then get on it. So you're not hoping that at some point in the day you're going to find the time to study. Other things end up taking precedence, right? Emails that come in, a phone call that comes in, watching Netflix, whatever feels more important or more fun or more urgent, you're going to end up doing if you don't have your study time scheduled. People who don't plan their study time, uh, they end up accomplishing way less than those of us who do. Number three is do take action with new strategies. Of course, do not learn a new strategy without taking action on it. Too many poker players don't get all that they can from studying poker. For example, maybe you've done this in the past, right? You read a poker book in seven days. Uh, I've done it before, of course, right? So I imagine a lot of you have as well. But one entire book in seven days, is that really enough time to put into action anything that you learned? Nope, not at all, or hardly at all, I should say. Now, most poker books have at least 15 chapters in them. Some of them, 25 chapters, right? Now, this is easily 15 or 25 different action steps, or probably even 15 different weeks of study and play. So, let's say you picked up my book, Preflop Online Poker. You read one chapter on Sunday, and then you take notes on the important strategies that you want to remember. At the end of each chapter, I give you on and off the felt actions to take. So over the next six days, you implement those action steps so that you can put to use what you learned from the chapter. Also, you know, you took notes. So during your warm-ups before your play sessions, you can revisit your notes uh, in order to help you stay focused on the strategies as you play poker. By doing your studies this way, you're extracting all the value that you can from the book because you're learning things and then you're taking action on what you learned, what you learned. You're actually doing purposeful practice around everything. And you're much better off than uh, Bob or Susan who just read the book in one week. They put it down and then moved on to the next book. Action is the greatest teacher, and if you just rely on watching or reading or listening to something to ingrain new strategies in your skill set, you're really not getting all you can out of your study time. So please start taking action. Alrighty, we've done three do's and don'ts so far, so I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If it's convenient for you, like let's say you're just folding laundry while you're listening or whatever, please drop me a line on Instagram. It's at Smart Poker Study. There's a post right there related to this seven do's and don'ts episode, so just let me know how you're enjoying this episode so far. And so far, you've heard three different do's and don'ts. Let's say one of those has penetrated your soul, kind of like a, a Detective Marcus in Bad Boys for Life, right? Well, if that's the case, stop the podcast and get to work, right? Action's the greatest teacher, so taking action right now on something that's kind of motivated you to take action, that's more important than hearing the remaining do's and don'ts. You can always return to this podcast later. So, 
If you feel so inclined, if one of these dudes has penetrated your soul, get to work. Alrighty, so number four is do daily hand reading exercises. And along with this, do not learn hand reading and then never use it again. So hand reading is the most important skill that every poker player must develop. Developing this skill begins with working off the felt during your study sessions. So I recommend, if you don't really know anything about hand reading, I recommend that you check out my 66 days of hand reading videos on YouTube. I also posted a really lengthy article uh, on my poker site, and it's called How to Do Poker Hand Reading. You can get it by going to, or you can visit it, read it, I guess, by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash how to do poker hand reading. All one word, how to do poker hand reading. Or you can Google that as well, and you'll come across the, uh, the article. So if you don't already know how to hand read, you must work on this ASAP. I want you to watch my videos or go to that article I just mentioned to learn the hand reading steps, and then you have to practice it with hands from your database and Flopzilla. Once you understand the process, and then you start finding some success with it off the felt, you know, once you uh, uh, correctly assign a player a range and then narrow that range and their hand falls within the range by showdown, right? You need to keep doing it off the felt. Just because you succeeded now doesn't mean your practice stops, right? This is actually something that you should be doing day in, day out, 365 days a year. Doing this kind of work off the felt, it helps to develop an intuition for hand reading in game. Now, this means that you're going to end up making better decisions on the felt because you're considering your opponent's entire range and how they would continue with it street by street. So like I said, do not learn hand reading and then never use it again. I've had tons of students tell me that they learned how to hand read from my podcast or videos. And then when I ask them how many exercises they do every day, you know, I'm basically just hoping they're doing one a day. It's often zero, right? It's something that they learned and then they just kind of left it by the wayside as they went on and just reviewing hands like regular watching videos and all that kind of thing. This is the kind of skill that takes constant use so that you can uh, end up doing it kind of in your head, visualizing it when you're on the felt, and it helps you make effective and profitable decisions. Like if we think about driving a stick shift, right, a manual drive car, if you've never practiced driving stick shift, it doesn't help that you actually know how the the gear shift functions and everything, right? You need to practice in it. You need to put some driving time in or else you're going to have a hell of a time trying to get through San Francisco in your uncle's old uh, uh, stick shift truck. Okay, we're on to number five. Do record game tape. Now, that means also don't play robotic mindless poker and don't skip reviewing your game tape as well. Now, I'm not going to go into super huge detail on game tape because I've covered it in tons of different videos and podcasts and stuff. But game tape really is my number one on the felt purposeful practice recommendation for everybody. It's also great for studying after your sessions as well. Game tape is recording your session with a screen capture software as you speak through each of your decisions. Speaking through your decisions that forces you to use more logic and as much information as possible to justify those decisions. Before you click call, you have to verbalize why you're calling. Before you bluff raise, you have to verbalize that as well. This is why Twitch streamers do so well. 
So if you want to use game tape for better decision making, I recommend you check out episode 203. Just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 203. If you're ever stuck in a rut and you feel that you need to uh, put more thought into your decisions, I recommend just start recording game tape. Even in the middle of a play session, you've got three tables going, but you feel like you're playing robotically. Just open up OBS and start recording and speaking through your decisions, of course, right? And the last thing was do not skip reviewing your game tape. Of course, I'm guilty of this. I'm sure everybody is, right? Uh, I often record 30 minutes and then I fail to watch it the next day. Watching your game tape, it helps you catch your mistakes. You're going to see spots where like you forgot to look at the player's fold to three bet stat before you made a failed three bet bluff. You're going to catch yourself not noticing a player's tiny stack before you called with a draw on the flop. When you catch your mistakes through game tape, uh, it's easier to work on not repeating them the next time you're on the felt. Okay, number six, do always play with a strategy focus. Do not just play poker. So I've said it once before, and I'll say it again. Action is the greatest teacher. Now, the best way to ingrain any new strategies into your skill set is to focus on using them on the felt to practice the strategies. So maybe your goal this week is to become a better isolation raiser over limpers. That's great. You've been watching videos and reading articles and listening to podcasts about extracting value from limpers, or maybe getting them to fold as well. So as you play your sessions this week, it's your job to purposefully practice all those new strategies that you're learning. Here's one thing. A lot of us, we often just start up our poker play sessions with no real purpose, no idea, no goal behind it. Um, I want you to treat every session like a practice game. Every hand dealt, every tournament played is your chance to improve your skills. I don't want you to view, uh, I don't want you to view a session on the felt as simply, eh, I'm going to play some poker. Instead, have a purposeful practice attitude. Say something like, it's time to work on my three bet bluffs. Or, I'm going to exploit every tight aggressive player and make them fold. Or maybe you'll have the attitude of, I'm going to select the perfect tables to play on tonight for maximum profits. Holy cow, I think this is a jam-packed episode and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. Now, if you found value in this episode and you can't wait for do and don't number seven, uh, let me know on Instagram. I would love to hear that you found something, one of these six so far, super enlightening. So uh, my Instagram is at smart poker study. Now I respond most of the time and I love hearing from y'all and make sure you stick around because after number seven, I'm going to tell you about a special poker study deal that I have going on right now. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode so far, and if you're ready to take action on improving your studies even more, my new course is perfect for you. And I'll tell you how to get it absolutely free in just a moment. But let's conclude this puppy first. Do number seven. Do learn Poker Tracker 4. So, Poker Tracker 4, it's the most important piece of poker software for online players. Uh, there are so many great uses for Poker Tracker 4, like exploiting opponents with a heads up display, like my smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4, uh, reviewing hands play to find your own mistakes, filtering through your database to dive into specific situations, maybe using Leak Tracker to help you find your leaks. You can also learn about your statistics to see your own tendencies. And you can take the time to analyze your opponents to figure out how to exploit each of them. Now, Dan Brown once said, Knowledge is a tool, and like all tools, its impact is in the hands of the user. 
So you must learn how to use everything that Poker Tracker 4 has to offer. It is a ton of stuff. There's so many different aspects and useful features of Poker Tracker 4. But if you use it for every study session, you'll eventually learn all of it. And, you know, the thing about Poker Tracker 4, or basically any software, right? It's just like riding a bike. Once you learn it, you'll forever have it as a tool in your poker study arsenal. Now, I know some of you listening, uh, you hate learning new software, and it took you forever to decide to buy Poker Tracker 4. It took you forever to decide to implement using a HUD. It took you months before you finally researched or, or did hand history reviews on your first hand. And this is because maybe you have some kind of natural aversion to software. You just hate learning a new software. You think it's too difficult. Well, here's what I recommend to make it easier to learn. I want you to go to my YouTube playlist for Poker Tracker 4 videos. You can find a link to it in the show notes page or go to, uh, you know, youtube.com slash smartpokerstudy to see all my videos. I want you to watch one video per day on your computer while you also have Poker Tracker 4 open. Just Follow the steps that I do, that I do, like repeat everything I do, whether I'm running a filter, looking at specific hands, sorting by the amount won or lost, using Hold'em hand range visualizer, whatever I'm doing, just copy it. Watching and repeating is a great way to learn new software. All right, before we get to today's challenge, those were the seven do's and don'ts, and I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Now, if you found some of those enlightening and you want to study better, you want to learn more, you want to get more out of all your poker study time, I have a brand new course coming out on February 1st called the Poker Study Boot Camp. Now, technically, this is an early release thing on February 1st, and it's getting released early to my Poker Forge members. So everybody who is currently a member is going to have access to the Poker Study Bootcamp. They're going to get one video per day starting on February 1st. And by February 29th, all 29 videos will be released to the Poker Forge members. And then on March 1st, I'm going to release it to the public at a cost of $50 for the entire course. If you want to become a poker study commando, you really do need this poker study boot camp. I guarantee you're going to learn so many new things that you've never thought about, new ways to approach your studies, new ways to think about poker math and sea betting and the mental game, all that stuff. You're going to learn crazy good ways to study. There are ways that I've used that I love to use that I recommend to my students, that I teach my students, all that jazz. Now, to get the course for free, all you have to do is become a Poker Forge member before February 1st. Nice and simple, right? $50 value, absolutely free for all Poker Forge members before February 1st. So all you got to do is go to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokerstudybootcamp. That's one word, pokerstudybootcamp. Check out what the course has to offer. Read all the things. Watch a couple videos right there. If you figure out, if you figure that, hey, this is the course for you, go ahead and become a Poker Forge member. And I'll see you on the inside. Challenge! All right, so I gave you seven different do's and don'ts for studying poker. I recommend that you implement these one at a time until all seven are a part of your poker study toolbox. Start with the one that most speaks to you. If that one thing speaks to you and you see the value in doing it, you're going to be more likely to do it and you're going to stick with it and you're going to learn so much from doing that study do. And avoiding the don'ts, of course. It'll end up becoming a critical part of your poker study routine, and you're going to get more out of your study time because of it. Now I challenge you to take action and do something positive for your poker game. 
Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, your learning is not complete until you visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod276. When you're there, you're going to see basically a transcript of today's episode and links to everything that I discussed. And of course, you're going to see a link right there to sign up for the Poker Forge so that you can get the Poker Study Bootcamp absolutely for free. It's a $50 value only going out to current Poker Forge members before February 1st, 2020. So if you want to become a Poker Study Commando, if you want to get more out of your study time, whether it's 10 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, you must become a member of the Poker Forge so that you have free access to this course. Once again, thepokerforge.com or smartpokerstudy.com slash pokerstudybootcamp. My other podcast called Daily Poker Tips is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search and subscribe. You'll get a 30-second tip every day. I'll see you next time. Bye.